this is Kate Nagrad from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show and today we have Katrina Kopp with us. Katrina is an experienced business coach, operations specialist, ex-architect and digital nomad turned expert, committed to lifestyle design through entrepreneurial success and here to help others, online service providers and coaches grow and scale in the way that serves their personal vision and goals. With so many accomplishments, let's hear it from Katrina. Katrina, welcome to the show. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat. Katrina, honored to be able to host you today. Let's begin with your journey. So right now you are in Mexico. You started off in the United States. Tell us about yourself. When did you catch the entrepreneurial bug? It was almost by accident. So my first career was in architecture. So I studied and then worked for a good 10 years all the way through my master's degree, working at sustainable design, had the job, had the office, had everything in, in San Francisco and was on that track. And just had a sort of aha moment that life in a cubicle working for another company wasn't necessarily the future that lit me up anymore that I was excited about and decided to make a huge change. So that was my first shift, left traditional work. I started over initially as a health and fitness coach. There was an opportunity through a family connection to try something different. And that led me to opening my first small business and learning entrepreneurship kind of trial by fire, as it were. I just figured I could figure it out. I was a quick learner and I had seen other people have success. So I dove in and the first year and a half was very self-taught, very trial and error until I discovered coaching. And I stumbled across a business coach that specialized in the type of industry that I was trying to grow. That made such a difference. I took the scary leap to invest when I didn't quite have the investment there, but was trying to trust that there was something to be learned that I could make a return on it. And sure enough, in nine months, I had 4X'd my business in a very short period of time. So that really opened my eyes to what's possible when you learn business fundamentals, business systems, metrics, the things that are essential to a successful business as an entrepreneur and how to apply them to your specific case. So that was the beginning. That company actually turned around and hired me to coach my peers. So that that all started 11, 12 years ago. Wow. So Katrina, the business coach changed your life and then you chose business coaching. Tell us about what are some learnings from the business coach that you initially were not aware of. What do you think were those aha moments? What were those changes? It's going to sound very simple now that I'm 10 years removed, but Simple things like I had never learned about proper business finances, what net profit actually meant, which is the money you keep, of course, after you you make money and you have to spend money to operate your business. It's that gap, right? That's the sweet spot for business. That was a brilliant concept. And that lit me up to think about my structure differently because I learned that I was overspending and under earning and I had to change my business structure, my pricing model, all of that. And that was a very scary thing to do in a service business is to all of a sudden increase your prices and make some of these radical shifts. So the business structure and fundamentals was probably the biggest aha. Uh-huh. Beyond that, I also gained a lot about learning marketing automations, learning about how to measure different steps of a client journey and really choreograph that. And I got really excited about emails and building an email community and a community bigger than just my active clientele as a network of prospects and relationship building through a variety of media, social media, emails, in-person events, the, the mix. So I learned amazing fundamentals, but I think the biggest shift was understanding the structure of a business and how it has to be profitable. Money, you can't argue against math. The math has to work to have a successful business. Yeah, math has to work to have a successful business. That's true. Katrina, next question to you. Tell us about any client success, a recent one maybe. Tell us about transformation happened. It's so funny to talk about client success because I don't take credit for it. I'm just very proud to have been a part 
of it. But I have a client, for example, who started very humble beginnings in a in-person service business industry at less than $10,000 a month, which is not much when you have rent to pay and staff and, and all the things. And recently celebrated a $100,000 a month. He's wow. 10x his business. And over the course of time, but because of being part of that journey from there to there, I got to be experienced the whole scale of growth, right? Also learning fundamentals, learning what to measure, learning how to lead a team differently, learning how to really identify and craft roles on the team and start to let go of holding on to everything as an owner because that's so hard when you're scaling. But also celebrating like watching his growth into leadership is a really cool thing because when you're an entrepreneur, it's not just like you're only a business, you're a human running a business. And so you you have to develop as a person, as a leader, as well as a business owner. And it's never just one-sided. So for me, I love seeing the big picture growth on all facets. That's what I love celebrating. So growth happens inside out, but the person thinks about and changes things about themselves, the routines change the way that they speak to the team change and then the overall changes happen inside the business. Can you please point it to some key aspects of a successful business? I look at when I'm identifying a business, because I have a very architectural approach to, to the way I look at business because of my background in architecture. And so I identify sort of seven key systems areas. And within those, certain things have to work, right? So there's your attraction, your marketing systems, like how are you showing up visibility and actually letting people know you're in business, letting people know what you do, what problems you solve. There are fundamentals of sales, right? How are you moving people through that journey and converting at different stages. And can you measure that? There's also then the internal pieces. Team and communication is a big one that a lot of people overlook. Measurement, data, like taking a look at not just the finances, but also like other areas of performance. Retention is a huge piece in service. So there's these couple different areas that I think are really critical to be able to have a look at. I think what's so easy to do, especially when you're new in business, is focus only on gross revenue, that flashy number of how much money you're bringing in. Everything else is fuzzy, gray area. We're not quite sure how it's happening or why it's happening or what to do if it's not happening the way we think. And by really having a bit more of a, a critical and almost architectural like lens to be a bit curious and, and go into it almost for the point of discovery of let me figure out where the opportunities are here. That's been, I think, the biggest key to my success and the success of people that I've worked with. Totally. So marketing, sales and retention, these are some of the pillars. They have to be there. Finance have to yep. be there. If it is right, you are on the right track. Katina, how do you keep yourself motivated as a coach? I love this question. And I think there's a, a misnomer, especially in the online coaching industry, that you must be motivated 24-7, 365, or you're doing it wrong. And I think that's not a fair expectation for humanity. But I will say that tapping into really what drives you, what lights you up, again, that was what I was missing in my official former career, being really connected and present and grateful for and mindful of the impact and the, the things that actually motivate you intrinsically is really important. And I would say second to that is putting yourself in communities of people that also inspire you or that understand what you're doing or that are on the same journey so that you're in a community of peers and or people that are even further ahead of where you want to go, because that is very motivational to be around other firers, other driven professionals, other heart-centered professionals, if that's really your motivator. Find your thing and then find the people that are in alignment with that. And that really helps to be in the right energy. Totally find your thing and then find the people who are also on the same path, even sometimes two steps further than you, that can help you keep motivated. If I were to ask you about some misconceptions, what are some misconceptions about business coaching? I can think of a couple right off the bat. I think there's a lot of misconceptions right now in the way coaching is marketed. 
And I've had some experiences, also heard some stories from my peers of people that expect that a coach is going to all of a sudden become their strategist, their operations director, and like the decision maker in their business. And they want to abdicate everything because now they have an expert. That is not a coach. (laughs) That is somebody, that's a COO, right? So that's a very different role. What a coach really should be is the person who helps you bring out your best, who helps you evolve into the leader that's necessary to make the decisions that drive your company and your business forward. So it's, it's very much my philosophy is more of that Socratic method, asking the right questions and helping you discover your own answers versus just telling you what to do. That's a very different role. And I think people expect to be told what to do when they hire a coach. I think if that's where you want to go, you're looking for a different role. And also that's not coaching, in my professional opinion. So that's probably the biggest one. Really, a coach should be an unbiased fan and cheerleader, but also the voice of reason and the one who will challenge you on your thinking and and help you to see different perspectives or see a different path forward. But they're not the one that tells you do this. Totally, totally. If a coach is telling you to do something, rather they are telling you about their vision and their goal, not your vision and your goal. Your vision is something that matters to you. So maybe you can expect some right questions, some challenges, some thought-provoking questions but not the answers from the right coach katrina next question to you is about goal setting and goal getting how do you look at setting goals and how do you look at achieving them i would say my perspective on this has changed in the last decade and a half since i started in entrepreneurship initially i was very set a goal break it down smart goals mathematical put it on a plan like very architectural, I guess, is the way to describe it. And that was a lot of the conversations happening in the business entrepreneurial world was that that drive, that hustle culture, that go after it and chase approach to goal setting. I would say what's evolved now in my older and wiser perspective after having some experience is the best way to set a goal is to be super clear on what's most important to you and your priorities. And those will shift and change over time. But for example, for some people at a stage in life, the personal is going to take precedence over the business growth. They've got family shifts. They've got personal goals. They've got other things happening. And the right business goal in those phases has to accommodate for allowing the time, space, and finances and resources to pursue the actual personal stuff. So it's going to look different. It's not just growth for growth's sake anymore. I think that was the drum that a lot of people were beating in the early 2000s, 2010s, those decades. But it's really shifted now to maybe because of COVID actually, to have an awareness of work-life balance, of a whole person being fulfilled, of a business supporting your life instead of just living to work. And I think that's the biggest shift I've seen in driving goals is getting clear on personal and and professional and financial priorities first, reverse engineering the goals to accommodate that vision. Because that's how you get what you want in life, right? There's no sense in growing a business that ends up enslaving you to your desk Mm -hmm. and missing out on everything else, right? Then they're done that. Would not recommend. So I think that's my new enlightened perspective on goal setting these days. Totally, totally. Personal growth should also happen and professional growth should also happen because all in all, if it is not work-life balance, it is all life and business is a part of it. Business is where you get your resources from. But of course, you have to make sure that life it is which you are living. Tell us about the services that you provide. Is there any particular kind of client that you lean to tend to work with or what? I have the privilege of having worked with a lot of different clients in my decade plus of doing this sort of coaching and consulting work. And currently, 
I work primarily with other online coaches. I have an actual operations team of VAs that we help run and organize the back end of the business because what I find is that so many service providers are amazing in their gift and their service. Crap at knowing the business fundamentals, system metrics, like all of that. And I have such experience in that level. So I help organize the operations of businesses for people who want to make a big impact, but can't get bogged down in those level of details and just need to bring in an expert to help run the operation side. So that's one core function. The other piece that I spend a lot of time doing is I actually like to go into existing coaching containers or groups or programs or masterminds and offer my perspectives as a guest speaking, a guest module do a masterclass for them, offer some hot seat coaching or some sort of support coach calls individually with people just to have the opportunity again to share my expertise in a more flexible way. So they don't have to hire me directly. If they're in some of these high level programs, I have the benefit of providing my expertise to these groups and amplifying the the benefit of a mastermind of having these various perspectives that have some great experience and, and adding to that mix. So those are the primary areas that I am operating this year. Got it. Got it. Katrina, tell us about social media a little bit, like social media, internet, you living in Mexico. How do you connect with, with all the audience and all the the people, the folks, your clients in the States? The, is it all online coaching that you do? Is it all offline, some of it or what? I It's such an interesting concept because I think as most people are aware after COVID, everybody realized how much could be done online. And so many things exploded in that space. And I started in independent coaching and travel before then, building from scratch in 2018, a brand new business. So I, I did a lot of online networking because I was traveling. And I started making connections on LinkedIn, just building relationships, just opening conversations. I started with a lot of just kind of coffee chats and just being really curious and learning about their business and finding that very simply, I could offer a few points of insight across a variety of a very quick conversation. So that's how I got started. Of course, there are other business practices, invent content marketing, and those sorts of things that helped me grow in the early days. But what I'm finding now is so much of my business is relationship-based. The majority of people come to me through referrals, people who've heard about me, people who've been in my circle who I met when I was doing all that networking and having those one-on-one conversations in person and, and especially online over Zoom who've been in my community and stayed in touch through the occasional newsletter, through the occasional social posts about life and updates and business. And these are the ones that I find are my biggest supporters. That's where my business comes from. One of my best clients I actually met here in person through a networking event in Mexico. And we discovered there was such a synchronicity that I ended up coming onto her team last year. So I think relationships is, especially in service, especially in coaching or expertise or are this sort of strategic support inside an entrepreneurial business. Trust is such a huge piece of it and alignment in terms of values, vision, those sorts of things is such a big piece of it. And that is is really best served through relationship building. So old-fashioned networking, it's not dead. It just looks a little different, I think, is the answer these days. The, the more conversations you can have, they're truly conversations, the, the more success you're going to find. Totally. So relationship is the only way uh, and this best way or could be a priority to make sure that your service business grow. Is that what you're suggesting that do you think? I think that's the amplifier. I think you have to be visible. So content marketing or showing up or doing something with visibility in the online space is non-negotiable in this day and age. You can't not have a presence. You can't be running an incognito business and expect to grow and people to hear about you. But I will say the step most people miss is actually focusing on relationship building, having those conversations, making personal connections and letting people know and, and trust you at a different level. So I think it's a combination. I think the, the content marketing is, is not going away, but I think, especially in services, you're going to be really well served if you invest some time in the networking side of things. Got it. 
Got it. Content marketing is also important to be visible, but again, making sure that you are networking all throughout is could also be a point of benefit. Katina, next question to you. Tell us about the experiences that you have had, which you think are, are transformational and have led to tra- of you becoming who you are today as a business coach. Oh my. Okay. Experiences that led me to being where I'm at. The most powerful was probably actually a business failure, if that makes sense. So in my early days, I said, I started a brick and mortar business. I had a ton of success. I decided to follow the plan that everybody was saying, which is then you open another location, you open another location, you keep growing that way. And I open a second location. Turns out it's not exactly an apples to apples formula for success. There were so many factors I just wasn't aware of. And I learned so much about what not to do in scaling a business that has been massively helpful in the way I now understand business and the way things work and how to really look at the the function of the structure of a business and what's working, what's not, how to make decisions faster if things aren't working, how to coach other people who have big aspirational goals to make sure it's aligned to what they say they actually want versus what they want, and how to grow sustain, making sure you have your systems and your research done first before... Uh, there's always risk taking. And I think that comes with the nature of the game and entrepreneurship, but calculated risks like calculated risks is probably more the stance I take now in in business because of, of that experience. Totally. And you mentioned that was one of your biggest failure. And then I say that PCNS have the stepping stone to success led you to the right place. Katina, people are getting curious now. They want to reach out to you. So please tell us about some ways of getting a hold of you. Fantastic. You can find my website and anything about the business end of what I do. It's pretty simple. It's katrinacobb.com. And we'll have that hopefully in the show notes here for you. And I'm also on Instagram. Pretty easy to find. And LinkedIn especially. If it's professionally related, that's probably the best place to find me is on LinkedIn. So katrinacobb.com. And then other places yep. you can find her at katrinacobb. C-O-B. That's copy. Final question. Tell us about the action steps, Katina. What do you suggest the listener does after hearing this conversation to grow in life or to grow in business? I think first have a little bit of time with yourself and and really think about your goals from the perspective of like whole life goals, not just a business or career goal, but how does this fit into the big picture of your life? And then I encourage you first to trust yourself, but then to find the right support, whether that's a peer group, whether that's a mentor, whether that's a coach, find somebody who has the expertise in that area that you've decided and don't attempt to do it yourself. Going alone can be done it's going to be slower. (laughs) The best investment you can make is in yourself and your personal or professional growth, wherever you're at in life. And once you have that super clear, I suspect very greatly that the right mentors, the right opportunities, the right people will pop into your world once you know what you're looking for. Yes, totally. So Katina had a big leap when she hired her first business coach, like it, like four times her revenue was grown four times. So go faster, grow faster. Find a mentor, find a coach. And if you resonated with Katina, do reach out to her at katina.com. Katina, thank you so much for such a great conversation. It was a pleasure to meet you today and an honor to host you. My pleasure as well. Thank you. Thank you again. With that said, I am your host, Kiran Agrar, signing off for the day. You guys take care. Bye, guys. <laughs>